welcome to Singing the Blues. I'm Dom Housen. And I'm James Marriott. Well, somehow, somehow, we're still in it. This has turned into a game of who is the least rubbish and gets to stay in the um, championship. It it, it, it it looked unlikely a week ago when uh, when the Forest game finished nil-nil, but other results going Wednesday's way. And here we are then going into the the final day, relegation, shootout, whatever we want to call it, survival Saturday. I'm sure Sky have got loads of words they're going to throw at it. Plenty of permutations for us to talk through and stuff. First of all, though, let's, let's cover that um, Forest game because... I mean, it wasn't brilliant, wasn't it? That wasn't the performance of a team that's making this brilliant late bid to stay in the championship. I think some of the things that Forest fans said uh, is probably the most damning because of the fact that they obviously want Derby to go down. So kind of would have been fine with Wednesday beating them. Um, and they were like, do you guys watch this every week? Like, that was terrible. I think you were being too kind there, James. It was utterly pathetic and they frankly deserved to go down after the way they played last week. Um, it was horrendous. Um, with everything that was at stake, what was on the line, they had to get a win to try and put the pressure on Derby going to Swansea and to put in such a lacklustre, lethargic, inept performance like that. They, they're lucky to still be in the mix and have another chance uh, again. And yep. it's... it's yep. The ineptitude of Derby and Rotherham that has kept Sheffield Wednesday in this. And when we're remarkably saying that Wednesday are the form team of, of the three sides when they've won two out of the last eight matches, it's truly remarkable that Sheffield Wednesday have not been relegated and are still in with a squeak. It, it's, it's, it is nuts, isn't it? And this is, I've got a real dilemma here. I was, I was, telling you before we started recording, I, I wrote a, a proper rant after that Forest game because I thought it was disgraceful. Like I thought it was shameful how bad a performance that was in the circumstances of, of, of where we are. So I wrote a very long rant and, I mean, the thing you is... You can't that, use it now. You th- can't use th- it today. This is, this is a problem because the thing is we're still in this and it feels like... We have got to get behind them now, right? The 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 repercussions from putting in a performance like that have just kind of got to got to wait. And there are a couple of things that I will say about it, but generally speaking, now we've sort of got to put it to one side, and we have all got to be singing from the same hymn sheet because there's one more, you know, effort, one more attempt to 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 try and 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 salvage something from this season to come on Saturday. So um, you know the, the 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 postmortems, I guess, come after Derby, one way or the other. Because if we if we win and we stay up, there are still things that need saying. There are still things that need talking about. And that performance on Saturday was it was just shameful. You know, I, I mean, I, I I would hope that those players struggled to sleep that night because a game of that magnitude to put in that level of performance. That was the performance, and we've said this before. It was the performance of a mid-table team who've got nothing to to play for. And it's all right, Barry Bannon, you know, going on the on on the the, the pre-match interviews and stuff, and saying we we know we've got two cup finals. Those words are great, but that has to that has to translate into performance. 
and it didn't. So where where is that? Are, are they just rubbish players? Is that it? Because I don't think it is. I don't think they're that rubbish players. I, I, I'm not sure where the weak link is in between... So, you know, the captain saying we've got two cup finals is the right thing to say. Why is it not transferring onto the pitch? So, um, it was a combination. It, I mean, if, of they, if they were their cup final performances, it's to be hoped that they don't go any further in their respective careers. Because if they find themselves playing in an absolute cup final, then we all know kind of what, what, what's going to happen. I thought so, James um, Smith um, made a good point after the game, James, in that um, I do think that nerves and the occasion. Uh, and what was at stake got to some of the players. Uh, and for me, that's even more staggering when you think that that was a really experienced team and they've been in big occasions too. So that doesn't doesn't wash with me. I don't think it's good enough. You know, When you're looking across that team from Bannon, Pelly, Pessy, um, Reach, Patterson, Windass, guys who've, a lot of them have played so many matches at this level, Hutchinson, Westwood, you know, there were just so many individuals that didn't turn up and it was a really poor collective performance. And I don't think we should be dwelling too much on it. We would be if Wednesday had been relegated last weekend or on Tuesday night. Um, And I think what we have to hope is that they've got that out of the system and that there's going to be no repeat. There can't be a repeat at Derby. They've got one last shot of redemption at Pride Park. And uh, we have to all cross our fingers and hope that Wednesday put in a much improved performance uh, the weekend. And they have to. It's as simple as that. If they play like that again, they're going down. So nothing else, right? It's a one-game... Shoot out. The season comes down to the weekend, and I think if you'd asked a lot of Wednesday fans a few weeks ago, a couple of months ago, you definitely would have taken this scenario. Um, and they still need other things to go the way. Of course, we know they need Cardiff to take points off Rotherham, but Wednesday, first and foremost, they've got to take care of business, um, and they have got to find a way collectively, individually, to make sure that they don't freeze when, I've got to tell you, the magnitude of this game, it's not being lost by most people in football. They realise that that's actually a bigger game than anyone that's happening in English football over the weekend. All eyes are going to be on Derby, Sheffield Wednesday, as at least one of these two big football clubs are going to be playing in League One next season. You, you're right. I'm, I'm trying to figure out just how much of a rant I want to have about it. And it, it, it isn't worthwhile because we have now got to move our attention to the game on, on Saturday. But I, this line about um, you know the occasion getting to players, I don't buy it. Firstly, there's no fans in the stadium. So the, the, there isn't that pressure there that's making them nervous. And every single one of those players should be so thankful that there aren't fans in that stadium. Because I've, I've heard Wednesday crowds sing, you're not fit to wear the shirt on various occasions, never would it have been more suited than on Saturday. They're not an inexperienced team. I mean, unless there's some kind of contractual thing that's that, that swayed it, like not playing Asazi Rigidi and playing a more experienced person in that back four, which... As I say, unless there's something else going on, you would you would believe it's because he's, he he decided to favour experience so that the occasion didn't get to them. You can't then blame it saying, "Oh well, you know they were they were you know, overawed by the 
occasion. That's not good enough. Some somewhere, someone's got to start taking responsibility. We can't keep blaming it on stuff. Occasion got to them. No, not a good enough reason. Sorry, come up with something else or just do your job better because that does not wash. It's not good enough. It's just not good enough. I no, promise I wasn't going to rant. Going. I know I'm ranting now, no. but it's it's just not. It's not on. I you love it when you're going to rant, going full rant mode. No, it wasn't. And you know, let's face it. But um, you know, the penalty incident just summed it up, didn't it? Really, what was Adam Reach playing at? We've seen it before, increasingly more, haven't we? In the last few years, where you know, sort of Kieran Westwood rushes off his line, and um, he's he's late. And he brings down the man. I've, I, I could think of four or five instances where that's happened. But, but yeah, the, the blame largely lies at Adam Reach's door there. In that, you know, to think that that header was going to go to Westwood, and then Westwood's atoned for the error by making a penalty save. But Forrest still had the better chances. I thought Wednesday improved marginally as an attacking sense when Rhodes came on. And for me, Jordan Rhodes has to start now in the season finale. Uh, I know we'll come on to sort of team selection a bit later. Uh, but no, I think the tactics too uh, and the the setup of the team, it, it wasn't balanced. It didn't look right. And I, I'm with you that for me, Azazio Aguidi should have started and was the straightforward change, not moving Liam Palmer to the right side of the three-man defence. I'd have kept Liam Palmer on the right and I'm afraid that experiment of playing Callum Patterson as a right wing back, that doesn't work either. You're not going to get the best out of Callum Patterson playing in there. We've seen enough now against Watford and Forest for that experiment to be well and truly ditched. If you want to revisit it, revisit it next season. Don't be doing that this Saturday or no. woe betide. You know, don't, <laughs> Wednesday for me, have to, to get, they have to get as many attacking players on the pitch to get the result that they need on Saturday. Um, and so, for me, Patterson would still play, Windass would start, and Rhodes would start. I, I would be playing the three guys who have scored the most goals in a low-scoring team, and I'd be shoehorning and finding a way to get them in. And they've got the perfect blueprint, Barnsley away. 3-5-2, Patterson is the attacking advanced midfielder, playing and supporting Rhodes and Windass, who were excellent on that day. And and you've got then still room for Bannon, Pelliapessi to play deeper, dictate things in midfield, Palmer on the right, Reach on the left, who is another one who, if Wednesday had other options on the left-hand side, I'd be dropping Adam Reach in a heartbeat right now with the form that he's been in. It's, it's fluctuated for so much of the season. But Reach will play, as you know, that on his day, what he can deliver, quality crosses, yep. chipping with goals. Urigidi, Hutchinson, Burner, centre-halves and Westwood. That would be my team. What would you go with, James? Uh, I, I can't disagree with that. Um, I, the... The issue is just whether or not we talk about you know as attacking as possible. It still doesn't. It doesn't feel like a team that screams goals, does it? it doesn't t- feel like a team that's going to absolutely just rip Derby to shreds. But then, if we did have a squad of players like that, we wouldn't be second from bottom in the championship. So, um, I, I'm happy to go with uh, with with your suggestion there. You're right. Rhodes has to start. 
Um, he he's the the guy that's been there and done it on these occasions. And I know his form's been up and down, but we know that he can score goals, and we've seen it this season. And you know, maybe maybe he should have scored on Saturday. That that you know, he did have. It was the guy that probably had the best chance. Similarly, you know, we 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 also have to say on Saturday, Wednesday, absolutely got away with it on various occasions. There was at least one other very good penalty shout, and actually a couple of chances that on another day Forrest would have been out of sight in that in that game. So we we rode our luck to to hold that to a nil nil draw which which you know even gives us that slim chance going into derby this weekend so we we the players, those players have got to get their heads around the fact that we've used up every little bit of luck and you know getting away with stuff now and the time has come for a performance and we've seen a handful of them this season, and they've not been particularly um, close together. They've been quite spread out, and we need one of them on Saturday. And who starts? I don't. I, yeah, I don't care. Just whoever it is, just do the business. You've been generally rubbish all season. Now make people like me eat my words and go out there and just do it. And I don't. You know, if it's five nil, brilliant. But if it's a really scrappy one nil off Callum Patterson's quiff, whatever it is, I don't care. Just score, just score the goals that that keep us in this division. That's I didn't realise that I didn't realise that Patterson had a quiff. So that's the big Actually, well I don't think he does. Podcast. Did he shave all his hair off? I'm sure he had quite he yeah. had quite a thick wad of hair at some point and it's uh, it's gone. I can never keep up with which players have got like decent hair and which uh, haven't. So um, because we're yeah. not really in the position of someone's to talk about hair. hair. Don't care. We're not, we're not really in the position to talk about hair, are we, James? Really? We're not a follically blessed podcast. That's certainly um, no. certainly true. Um, but yeah, off off someone's hair, off someone's backside, off you know a wig, a own goal. I don't care. It doesn't matter, does it? it? It is now just about going out there and getting the result. And here's the frustrating thing that's been frustrating all season. They can do it. We know that they can do it. So I, I just just do it. Whatever it takes, just go out and, and do it. And and we need we need everyone to have a blinder. You know, the tactics need to be better. The team talk needs to be better. You know, getting the players up for this game needs to be better. Because you know, Wayne Rooney's been in these situations. He's been in big games, uh, and he'll he'll certainly have his own ideas about how he can get his team in the right frame of mind for it and what he needs to say. And we need to be better than that. We need to be one up. That's that's where we need to be. And it's ninety minutes. We only need to do it one more time, and we could just about get away with this. On you, that you look note, at it, James. I was going to say, you look at it, James. I mean, these two clubs should not be in the position that they're in and they're in this position because they've both been run badly from yep. the top. Uh, and so the similarities there and you've got other sort of strands to the storyline, haven't you, of Eric Alonso trying to buy Derby right now and whether that deal is going to happen or not. Uh, you've got Darren Moore, who is a you know, former Derby player, spent a couple of years there and we still don't know for definite is Darren Moore going to be taking the team on Saturday? I think that's made a huge difference. If you look at some of the results that Wednesday've had, he's not even been, I think, on the touchline for what just over half, I think it is, of the games that he's technically been in charge of. But it's been Jamie Smith leading the team. And yes, it's still Darren Moore's tactics and Darren Moore can still talk to the team 
via Zoom, modern technology, before the match, after the match, it's not the same. And you're not telling me that having the motivator there on, on the in the dugout, on the touchline, I just think it would make a huge difference to Wednesday. But of course, as we know, and we've talked about before, Darren Moore's health comes first uh, above everything. So what we don't want is Darren Moore to rush back before he's t- you know, you know, too soon. And, uh, you know, we hope that Darren Moore will be there in some capacity. And again, I think that could lift the team a little bit and spur them on to try and put in one last big performance. And you, you keep harping on about the point of making it, James. It's right, though. It's all about what Wednesday do now. They can't influence what's going to happen at South Wales. Wednesday have to just focus on taking care of their own business putting in a much better performance. They're playing against a team who are banging trouble and uh, as well, but they're so low on confidence, having lost six in a row. They were 16th in the table, Derby, after 32 matches. They've absolutely plummeted. They're in three fall. So the, the old cliche, and we know this better than most, don't we, Wednesday, the first goal is going to be enormous on Saturday. We know what happens when Wednesday concede first, but if Wednesday get their noses in front with how Derby have been doing in the last few weeks, you'd seriously fancy their chances. We also know what happens when Wednesday play teams who are on incredibly bad runs. We've 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 seen this script many times, unfortunately. But it is it's last day of the season, isn't it? And you know, kind of that that that. Um, those patterns and stuff, I don't think necessarily apply. One thing that isn't the the greatest omen going into the game is that Mike Dean's going to be refereeing it. When it comes to Mike Dean refereeing last game of the season for uh, for Wednesday, it's not not great reading to be honest. Um, so uh, he was the referee for the Wednesday Palace uh, relegation game way back when. Uh, we all know how that ended. Can't remember enough about the game to know whether or not whether he, he had a decent game or not. To be to be honest, back then as uh, as referee, but uh, plenty of Premier League experience. So maybe maybe that's a good thing. Don't know. Likes a red card, doesn't he? So um, I think we'll, we we need to make sure that um, Sammy is on his uh, his best behaviour. We don't we don't we certainly don't need an early uh, early sending off to uh, to put the chips against us. Let's um, let's talk a little bit then about permutations then. So. I'm guessing most fans have probably figured all this stuff out, but if Wednesday don't win, they're down. That, that's that's pure and simple. Um, so yeah, a draw is you know, neither used nor ornament. Wednesday have to win, and uh, goal difference doesn't really come into play on 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 this really because it, it is such that if Wednesday win, Dar- Derby's can't lose and their goal difference improves. So, you are um, incorrect. Oh, don't, don't do yes, yes, don't you teed me up. You teed me up perfectly. I'm going to interrupt you there and stop you because I'm... No, you're going to sound like Jamie no, Smith here. No, 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 tough. I told you that goal difference could be a huge factor. And so if Wednesday do win and, and do the business on Saturday, they will stay up on goal difference ahead of Derby. And so when you I, mocked right. me over a month ago, no, no, I let did. me have my say, right? What was the game? I said it was goal what, difference was it what? would be enormous, right? And you poo-pooed it. And here we are now, and we're talking about Wednesday. If they you know, stay up, it will be down to goal difference. So in your face, Marriott. All right, let's just reset this slightly. It was after the Watford game, wasn't it? 
where we had that discussion about goal difference. Was it Watford? I can't remember off the top of my head. All I care about is that I won that particular argument over you. Hang on. My point was, you were saying, oh, maybe Wednesday were thinking about goal difference. And I said, in the position that we're I don't in, think if West I said it like that, that you, you were to listen to that back, pushing too hard for an equaliser in case they, they end up just shipping goals in at the other end. And I said, I'd much rather the team go and at least try and get a point out of a game than think, oh, we'll take a 1-0 defeat for goal difference, right? So I wasn't I wasn't attacking you, as usual. You're taking things very personally when your point may be valid in some way or another. Similarly, my point is valid in the terms of the fact that actually, you know, if we'd have, if we'd have actually got a win out of that game, we wouldn't be going into this one in the position that we were that we're in. So, you know, with, with uh, you know, seven or eight games of the season to go, we shouldn't be thinking we'll take a 1-0 defeat for goal difference. That's, uh, I'm afraid, that is still nonsense. But anyway, look, we are where we are. Wednesday win, then they will finish above Derby. That is guaranteed. So then it all comes down to what happens with Rotherham. So if Rotherham win and Wednesday win, then Rotherham will still stay up because they have a better goal difference which unfortunately takes us back to that horrible 3-0 defeat and uh, the, the the repercussions of impact of that are quite clear to see um, if Derby win they stay up it's that simple so they're the ones that start with the advantage they're the only ones that have it in their own hands if Derby win and uh, sorry if Derby draw and Rotherham win What's the scenario there? I've not even looked at that because it doesn't matter for us, does it? I, I wanted to clarify your point actually there that uh, you know Rotherham are a point better off than Wednesday at the moment because of the draw that they got against yep. Luton. So yeah, if Derby lose or draw and Rotherham win, Rotherham will stay up as they have got the superior goal difference out of the three clubs. So it's as straightforward as that. It's a bit complicated. From our point of view, we need Rotherham not to win and obviously Wednesday to win. Rotherham away at, at Cardiff. Um, funny season for them. They've been a bit all over the place. And, you know, we've 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 seen that they're not on, on their day the best the best of teams in this um in this league. Um but they've had some good runs. You know, they've they've been through a couple of, of spells of decent form, have um Cardiff and you know I would think for a lot of teams to think going to Cardiff on the last day of the season needing to get a result is not something that you choose never an easy place to go is it um so uh, I I'm not I'm not 100% sure how I completely feel about that so I'm going to ask you two questions which is um first of all who you think will stay up and then who you think deserves to stay up oh great questions James and uh, I was unprepared for them uh who I think are going to stay up I think that Derby will stay up. It pains me to say it, but their fate is in their own hands and I'd rather be in Derby's shoes than the other two who are chasing. And Wednesday, from the mentality side, they know what they've got to do. They know that only a win will give them a chance. And so Derby... They've got to sort of stick or twist, really. They're in that sort of like no man's land, really, of where they could lose, that could be enough, uh, or they could draw and uh, it might not be enough if Rotherham win. So um, I'll be fascinated to see how they approach it. And as I said before, that they've got some really good, talented players 
of, uh, of Derby. And, you know, you look at Lawrence, Waghorn, they've really missed um, Bielik, but they've got Pierce, who is, a, is you know, and a couple of other, I think, very good attacking players, Derby. And so they have underperformed just as Wednesday have this season. Who do, who do I think deserves to stay up? In it, if it wasn't, if they weren't up against Wednesday, you know, I, I would really love to see Rotherham stay up. Uh, in that, I'm a huge fan of Paul Warren. Uh, I like you know what he represents and the job he's done there, the way he speaks, the way he conducts himself, and you know with the tiny resources they've got. I think he gets the absolute maximum out of that team. Um, so you have to, I think, really take your hat off to Paul Warren. Um, but yeah, yeah, there is a huge part of me that doesn't think that Derby or Wednesday deserve to stay up to answer your question directly and that it should be Rotherham out of those three clubs that should stay up. But come of the end of the 46-game season, James, as I said to you off air, you are where you deserve to be. And so we're hoping from a blue and white persuasion that uh, the stars align and Wednesday get the result, Rotherham slip up, Wednesday stop up. Yeah. I uh, wholeheartedly agree with everything there. Actually, I I think that 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 Derby probably will stay up. Um, what's interesting is that um, uh, no one could afford to play for a draw. So you've got three teams that all need to go out with the intention of winning a game. And interestingly, you know, two of them are playing each other. So in theory, you, you should really have three very attack-minded teams. The only slight difference to that is, you know, if Rotherham are 4-0 down at half-time or something, then Derby probably can afford to, to play for um, to play for a draw. So I, I find I find that dynamic quite interesting, that there isn't anyone that can say, look, you know, we'll play it safe and play a defensive game. Just can't, can't do that. Um, another interesting thing, you talk about, you know, ultimately... Come what may, 46 games played, whoever is, wherever they are in the league, then they deserve to be. There may well be people that say, well, actually, you know, Wednesday had that six-point deduction. If Derby beat Wednesday on Saturday, it would not matter Wednesday Wednesday have had the six-point deduction or not. So if Derby win, Wednesday would still have gone down, even if it was a complete level playing field, which is kind of crazy, really, and puts into context potentially just what a disastrous season this has been, if that is what happens. And that's not me saying that I think it will, or that I hope it will, or anything like that. But I did look, look at the league table the other day and think it's quite interesting to think that that would be the um the scenario so lots of permutations it's going to be a pretty dramatic day there's no doubt about um about that and i think the as i said earlier there are lots of conversations that do still need to be had but they can wait until afterwards and maybe there'll be much easier conversations to, to to have if Wednesday have somehow pulled off the miraculous and stayed in the championship. That is a perfectly succinct way of summing it all up, James. You're right. And there, there are some tough conversations, without a doubt, that we're going to have on this pod next week, the week after, about the way forward. Whether Wednesday stay up or go down, um, that, that this summer is, is going to be huge for Sheffield Wednesday, and there needs to be a gigantic reset at this football club to get this club moving in the right direction. But for this match and this week only, it's a case of we're all united together, trying to pull in the same direction and hoping that Wednesday are 
going to get the result that they need. And uh, you know, to stay up with 43 points, I think it would be the second lowest points tally ever that a team has stayed up with. It just really underlines how bad the bottom five have been this season. They have been dreadful in what has been, I have to say, st- standard-wise, a really poor championship this year. And you, oh, yeah. you, you go at the top of the table, and right now you're looking at the three teams that were re- relegated from the Premier League look as if they're going back. Uh, or to, yeah, look as if they're going to get promoted. Uh, and so I think, again, it shows you, doesn't it, that uh, this season there's been a lot of tired minds, tired legs with the condensed schedule and everything. And so for it all to boil down to one match, survival, Saturday, well, it's, it's, it's incredible, really, that we're here and that Wednesday are still alive and kicking. Some good use of cliches in there, Dom. I was impressed. You, you could write scripts for Sky with. Uh, I usually with uh, leave the cliches to you, but I thought that no, it's time to step up, really. And, it uh, is step up to the plates, and you know it was a different ball game. Well done. A um, couple of other very quick things for us to touch on. Then um, players not being paid. Again, I mean, this is an issue that's come around a few times. It's it's slightly hard to get. I find it slightly hard to get my head around as a, a, a fan, and I understand a, you know a, a bit about how business works and stuff like that. It's not necessarily a massive um, deal in terms of cash flow with businesses and stuff like that. Worrying that this seems to be coming round again and again, though. Yes, and what I would say for balance is that I am sure there are a number of other football clubs in the pyramid that are going through similar sort of difficult financial times, whereas they're not getting broadcast. But I'm sure that there will be other teams that are having ongoing cash flow difficulties. And that is what Sheffield Wednesday have been experiencing since the pandemic hit. And uh, you know what I will say for Dave Ponchance here is he's never hidden from when he's done interviews. He said in the past that it could happen again, and it has. I just think from a PR standpoint and from the outside looking in, it's not a good look for the football club. And again, it all points to a club that has been going backwards for a number of years, really. And this is a culmination of poor recruitment and not cashing in on players when they've had good money offers on the table. And so single-handedly, Dave Ponchanceri is propping up the football club, and he is doing, and there's no sign that his financial commitment is going to wane any, at any stage. But even, it just goes to show that even he is feeling the pinch of the pandemic. And his business, as he said before, they've been hit hard too. And so I look at it as well in the wider picture of the summer recruitment if Wednesday are still in the championship or if they're a league one club would you be right now rushing to sign for Sheffield Wednesday and queuing up to a club that has been struggling to pay their players in full or on time for the last year or so I'm not so sure that you would and so that that's what concerns me with when 
you're thinking there's going to be a huge turnover of players in the summer, I worry that players are going to be put off again by what's going on off the field at Sheffield Wednesday. Absolutely. Very well said. And um, I'm, you know, very easy question to answer, isn't it? In terms of the fact that, no, I think uh, you know anyone at the moment needs to see some kind of difference and um, in, in what's happening here to think that it's a club that's worth going to right now. But it feels like that's a, a battle for another day, doesn't it? We've got we've got a cup final coming up that we need to worry about in the in the meantime. The only other thing this week is the is the official player of the year vote. Where where is your vote going, Dom? Quite clearly it's going to the one and only Jack Marriott. <laughs> I'm joining well, the protest I mean... votes that uh, yes we've seen this week that uh, I yeah, I, I'm, again, I'd be a bit concerned for the club that I do think that uh, it's going to be another sign of Jack Marriott may end up, who knows, getting more votes than anyone. And well, um, wasn't there wasn't was there an occasion a few years ago where there was a Wednesday player who was on loan somewhere, and Wednesday fans tried to hijack their Player of the Year vote and all voted for whoever it was that was on loan somewhere, and they yeah, changed the rules at the last minute to say you've got to play a minimum number of games. I wonder whether or not they might go down the same route um, and say you've got to play a minimum of six games or ten games or whatever it is. I've got no idea how many games Jack Marius played. I, I'll be honest, my protest vote is just the fact that I've not voted because there's no one that deserves it. I've, I've not joined in the actual protest 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 vote um but um i honestly wouldn't if if anyone that i kind of look at and say it, it would be a younger player i think liam shaw's put in some good performances but he's got sent off about eight times um and maybe asazi Rigidi, who's had a couple of bad days but generally is it seems to be a player that's that's kind of grown and developed this season who would kind of be you know, more deserving than anyone else, but no one that actually, it's not a lot of effort to, you know, a couple of clicks of a mouse, but no one that I actually feel warrants making the effort to vote for. i tell you what, James, if Sheffield Wednesday stay up, the man of the season is undoubtedly Nick DeMarco. <laughs> yeah, do you know what? Yeah, they, they should have that as an option. Back. If, uh, if uh, yeah. Yeah, it has, yeah it's, it's of course an if right now, but yeah, um, they have got um, him and uh, you know his law firm to, uh, I think, thank his legal team for yeah Sheffield Wednesday getting those six points back in November. So um, yeah, little did we know that six months later it would then all come down to one game shootout. But yeah, uh, you know it, it would be Nick DeMarco, and then I mean the other name that you'd throw in there again away from the team would be Shea O'Grady, wouldn't you? the young Wednesday fan for all the work that he's done in uh, raising money for charity. So, yeah, I think uh, for me, it'd be be those two that I'd be looking at. I'd be looking at uh, anywhere other than the, the, the actual team, I think, is the safest option this year. I mean, it must be, if not for the, 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 the idea of the protest vote, you would imagine it would be the lowest ever turnout for that kind of thing. Because you just look at it and think, I just don't know, like, who who on earth would you vote from out of all all that? Um, anyway, that is going to say, there's literally only Josh Windass, or, or, um, and, and you could maybe argue Barry Bannon. That, but I mean, outside of those two, yeah, I, I honestly, I couldn't. Oh, I, well, I did say Tom Lees as well before his injury. But I mean, those would be. Really, Lees and Windass for me would be the only two contenders that I would even put in there. But yeah, you know, you should really be cancelling any sort of player of the year when you 
relegated and finishing the bottom three, you know, that should be the last thing that you should be shouting from the rooftops about. Well, they didn't. They didn't need to do it. They could have just brushed that one under the carpet, and you feel like uh, maybe from a PR point of view, not the best move to uh, to go ahead with a player of the uh, year vote. But there we are. That decision was made, so uh, I'm no doubt we'll we'll talk about the result of that uh, next week. Uh, you can catch Dom at Dom Housen. I'm at James Marriott, and you can contact the show at Dom and James. Big thank you to our gold partners, Title Law Solicitors. Um, seek them out at TitleLaw.com uk and Wednesday picks, which you can download right now. The link is in the uh, in the show notes. And think on Saturday, if everything goes wrong, then you might still win a little bit of money that um, just takes the edge off it a little bit. Thank you for joining us. If you like singing the blues, please rate and review the show in your podcast app. Up the owls and see you next week. 